Welcome to the Wrestle Down! I'm Jer Palapal. We got Dennis Bruno live on camera. And we got our mascot, Keaton the Kitten Man. Yeah. How you doing, Keaton? Say something to the microphone. No. Okay. <laughs> His silence continues. Yeah, he can sit down on your bag and go back to that. <laughs> uh, how you doing? I'm doing very good. How are oh, you on this I am humid, rainy Boston Evening. Yeah, it's humid as hell. Do you want me to turn on the fan or anything? No, I'm good, okay, but... No. Yeah, I might. I might still. Yeah, I might as well. We'll see if it uh, picks up on the... fucking Audio. Yeah. And yeah, rotate. Maybe it'll... High tech. Wrestle down. Yeah. We'd like to thank Honeywell for keeping us well ventilated. Yeah, the Honeywell van that was the only one left at the Target that day. <laughs> a couple years ago, and Daryl to be visible. There we mm -hmm. go. But he's shy because he's hiding behind Jericho. Uh, <laughs> he's going to hide behind anybody. It might as well be Jericho. He actually invented hiding. Yes. Yes. And money in the bank. It's true. He Yeah, he invented some good things. Yeah, yeah. he's good. Thanks, Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> and he makes metal music. <laughs> <laughs> he's becoming the Judas in our minds. Mm. Mm. Bibles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about what we... <laughs> Enjoy. Hot this start to this week's wrestling. Yeah. Uh, what's hot in wrestling this week? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Nothing important happened. But That's how good we... I am in the media. I wave goodbye to the microphone. Yeah. What have we, what have we enjoyed this week, though? Uh, the announcement of the G1 blocks yes. for A and B for this summer. We will cover that later. Also, we're going to look at stomping grounds. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Beyond Wrestling Uncharted Territory last night. Sure finally. did. Yeah. Um, my main reason for going was because uh, I saw that Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor were teaming up against uh, uh, Still Life with Apricots and Pears and Blank. Apricot. Apricot, yeah. And uh, I had no idea how uh, Orange Cassidy would behave in a tag team match. Mm -hmm. uh, very exciting. Also, they advertised the dog would be there. Yeah. And, uh, and there was. was. Yes. I don't know if you did. You see my Instagram post? I did. Okay, yeah. Solo Darning came with her dog, uh, Officer Magnum. He was... <laughs> he's an officer. Oh yeah, he's an officer, just like Keaton is Detective Fuzzy, right, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Big so, year, big year for animals in law enforcement. He solves the mysteries. Um, he's trying to figure out who ate his food. Um, it was him all along. It's a season-long arc. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I should have said spoilers. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. Um, he really knows. He. That's part of detective work. You don't know at the start. It's true. Um, yeah, fun. Orange Cassidy did not disappoint, mm. of course. Um, really fun. He, like, he, uh, fucking put very little effort into tag team moves, as one might expect. Yep. Uh, he yelled helpful things like, hey, watch out. <laughs> and, uh, oops, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> to help Chucky e. T. Do his thing. I saw his slow motion heart attack with Chucky e. T. Oh, yeah. Which, uh... <laughs> I guess a spoiler for the match for anyone who's, who's going to watch it. It's not the finish of it, but Chuck Taylor holding up one half of their opponents, and here comes Orange Cassidy sloughing against the ropes, and then did a slow push. He also, <laughs> he also was like, "Let's do the 3D," and then Chuck Taylor whipped the guy to the ropes. Guy came back, he lifted him up to do the 3D, and instead of doing the like diamond cutter, uh, Orange Cassidy just put his hands up in the 3D symbol <laughs> and the guy drop. <laughs> And that was... <laughs> Orange Cassidy's great. Um, his new t-shirt dropped this week. I know. Which, yeah. could you describe it? Uh, it is basically the uh, the file structure to get to uh, a, a gif of the t-shirt, <laughs> which is the most bizarre thing about that to me. Uh, it's like C slash new folder slash new folder slash baby slash t-shirts slash, like... Uh, squeezed dot gif squeeze seven got gif or something like that or g7 right. or something like that which meant he went through six gifs before he settled on one yeah he's yep. good he's showing some some signs of uh, putting some thought into things yep which is more you can ask for it's true uh, shout out to uh, by the way in my Instagram uh, mentions our friend Cheryl uh, how's her last name pronounced Cheryl Cheroy yeah uh, shout out to Orange Cassidy uh, does some movie reviews and the Gentleman's Club YouTube videos, oh, and those are well worth checking out. I watched two of them before 
Uh, you came over. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, the the best take from the t-shirt is just, like, you had pointed it out. He tried to put an animated image <laughs> on the t-shirt. Maybe he thought it was going to be, like, one of those holograms that, like, <laughs> when you move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, i got to get one of those, like, fake, re- oh, those, those wrong wrestler shirts that I sent to the our group. Yes. Uh, I saw some, uh, for listeners, I saw some, uh, the uh, folks behind the How To Wrestling podcast put up a, uh, a series of shirts that are... Like texts with the names of one wrestler and pictures of another, yeah. which are confusing. Like there's a picture of uh, Kurt Angle with his little cowboy hat and Curtis Axel. <laughs> there's one with Randy Orton doing his Randy Orton pose with John Cena on the bottom there. There's, uh, Dusty, there's Dusty Rhodes with his polka dots holding up his bionic elbow and says Macho Man Randy Savage. Hell yeah! Which I that's the one I want the most. Yep. I think I want. I'll get that as a tote bag. I think. Right, buddy. It's great. Um, which is just like. Just a love of independent wrestling. Of, yeah. I mean, those are things that should be licensed, and they won't be. Yeah. But it's great for the fans because we get to buy ironic shit. Also, they're better looking shirts than most WWE shirts. That's true. So it's you know I'm all about it. I did see this week in wrestling an amazing Velveteen Dream shirt that's like mm-hmm. him with psychedelic stuff. Okay. It's a purple shirt, and it's just him doing his like kissy face pose. Yeah. Um, and Velveteen was red hot on NXT this week. Nice. I have not seen... I want to catch up on the last two weeks of NXT. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. This was the first of the new set of tapings that they did. Yeah. Uh, there's a debut, which are, uh, Damian Priest wrestles. It's very good. Nice. Uh, the big six-man match is Riddle, uh, Matt Riddle, the original bro, mm-hmm. versus Velveteen, versus... Or, excuse me, uh, they're taming up with uh, Tyler Breeze against Undisputed Era. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly sits out. I wonder if that's because of his, like, back chunks still missing from TakeOver. Possibly. But uh, it's a solid solid show from start to finish. Nice. I mean, it always is. Yeah. So I'm excited, too. They do a very good pre-tape with Medium, talking about li- growing up in L.A. Mm-hmm. as being uh, from a uh, biracial background and yeah. being accepted by neither. Uh, nice. So having to come up on her own, basically. Nice, nice. I saw... Um... <coughs> I saw the results of NXT UK, and I want to get back into that, too, because they got TakeOver coming up as well. Yep. Uh, they will not stop promoting that it's in August, and yeah. we are in June. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is a very long way. I saw that uh, Kaylee Ray is the number one contender now, so I'm excited for that. Love her as a big fan. Eve yep. also had a great show um, that they finally posted. Nice. Yeah, I think they had to edit it because somebody got injured uh, pretty badly, um, but uh, the good news is that her GoFundMe... Surpassed its goal. So, Yay! You know, um, yeah, good events. I'm always up for more Eve, more indies, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else this week that's worth pointing out? Kazuna Road. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. The main any of those yet? The main event, which like one of the biggest things that we love about New Japan is how much care they give to all their champions, mm-hmm. and like less so for their tags, but way more than like WWE or some other companies do. Right. So the big main event was uh, Rapongi 3K versus El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori, Bone Soldier. Yeah. Uh, so I won't spoil the ending, but it's great. Yeah, I saw the oh, I saw the results <coughs> of it, but I am excited to look at that one. I'm like yep. waiting for them to split up the events into the individual matches. Yeah, because like um, I'm not fucking watching all of the Road Two shows. No, I just want to watch the main events of things. It, I mean, it's a lot of tag stuff. If you're a big fan of Young Lions, which yeah. like Renderita yeah. and Shoto uh, Umino or Umino, I don't know how to say his last name. Shoto Umino, yeah, Umino. Um, they both get a chance to shine in different stuff. Yeah. Um, getting beat up usually. But uh, it, it's tons of momentum building, as you'd expect from a Road 2 show. Yeah. But, like, the big news was uh, like was announced with the G1 stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, just little character touches that they do to just yeah. blend in how important everything that they do is. Like, Tai Chi comes up from the uh, locker room to sit with the announcers to be surprised with them. Nice. Little things yeah. that just underline the importance. For sure. Yeah, and that's a good transition to talking about the fucking G1 climax. Yep. Which has not climaxed yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> edging. A lot of edging. <laughs> a lot of edging. We're gonna... When does it kick off? Like, June... Is it June 29th or July 29th? Uh, I believe it's the first week of July yes, in July. Texas. Yeah. yeah, it's July, like... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the 4th um, of July is on a Thursday, yeah. so I think it's the week following, or it's the Wednesday... Before the fourth, either I should, way, I should really look that up. Yeah, um, I will look that up now. But yeah, so the, like they announced who was in it. Um, should we? Yeah, we should probably just list out who's in it before uh, we do anything else. Yeah. Uh, before we run down the list of names, if you want to pull that up, it yeah. just is worth noting that 
uh, friend of the show, Patrick O'Connor, put together a spreadsheet for the oh, two yeah. of us to do our block picks. And it's the most joyful stress I had this week of being a wrestling fan of A Block is stacked. Yes. So yeah. it's it's difficult mathematically by the way the tournament system of like two points for a win, one point for a draw, no points for losing, with ten incredibly talented, high profile New Japan names all being in the same grouping. So it's difficult to really kind of map out exactly how it's going to go, but that's the fun of it. Right. And then B-Block is this amazing lineup of first-time matches for New Japan, because Shingo Tagagi is in there, and he's never faced most of the people. Same with John Moxley. Right. So it it was this fun, stressful labor of trying to figure out how are they going to get from A to B. Yeah. Pun intended, terminology, whatever jokes. But, like... I just I love Lance Archer. He's mm. in the A block, and he's mm. just kind of like going to be there to have some surprise wins and stuff. Yeah, but uh, it's it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. So let's let, let's run down this. You're you're right. It starts Saturday, Saturday July sixth. Yep. Uh, that's when I will be a hermit, and uh, <laughs> no one will interrupt me. I barely have. Well, I have a fair number of shows uh, lined up, but I will watch around them. Yeah. Um, so the lineup for the G one climax is Kazuchika Okada. Roshi Tanahashi, yeah. Kotobushi, Kenta, uh, Will Ospreay, Lance Archer, Evil, uh, Bad Luck Fale, Sanada, and Zack Sabre Jr. In the A Block, B Block is Juice Robinson, Shingo Takagi, Tomohiro Ishii, Jeff Cobb, Toru Yano, uh, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, uh, Jay White, John Moxley, and my man Taichi. Taichi! He finally got in! Yeah. I was so worried when he lost the Never title. But now he's in, and he will lose every match, yeah. except for possibly one. You should be worried that Minoru Suzuki doesn't murder him. Because, <laughs> like, that, that's my, like, fanboy theory, is that, like, either Lance Archer or mm-hmm. Taichi, who are both in Suzuki-goon, just get murdered by their boss, who's yeah. very mad that he's not in the tournament. He's mad. Okay, I haven't seen that storyline development. Oh, nice. Yep, that's in Kazuna Road. Nice. Okay, yep. I gotta catch up with that stuff. Maybe tomorrow. Um, but, like, yeah, it's exciting. I think that's a really good field. Yeah. Overall, like, you lose you lose some good people, like Omega and Suzuki. Yep. Uh, but you do gain a fair number of people that are, like, at least interesting compared to, say, Yoshihashi, who's yeah. always good, but you kind of know he's, you know he's not gonna win. He's so sad all the time. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, like, he, he's a he's a solid hand, and he's a mechanic. Yeah. He's a lot of, you know, just things that say guy that you like but don't expect him to win any big important things which is in a way Hiroki Goto who's yeah. in the B block but like yeah the, to your point there's three new main eventers in New Japan that are all more or less debuting in this tournament mm-hmm. Shingo in the heavyweight division yep. John Moxley who's the hottest wrestler arguably in the world right now yeah. and Kenta who yep. is coming off of not having to be Hideo Itami anymore he mm-hmm. can be Kenta again and Osprey is uh, gonna be mostly new uh, matchups yep which, again, overloads the A block. Yeah. I mean, in terms of who New Japan considers like heavyweight main eventers, it's the champion Okada, Babushi, mm-hmm. Tanahashi, Osprey, who they love right now, and yep. a debut in Kenta. Yeah. Then in there you got um, the LIJ guys, who are always just like on the periphery of main eventing, like mm-hmm. Evil and Sonata. You got Fale, who's just going to be there, like soaking up damage and stuff. Yep. And Lance Archer's going to be headclawing people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any specific matches you're looking forward to along the way? Um, yeah, I always love Toroyano. Um, yeah. and with all of the emphasis on like athleticism in Spiritu, yeah, uh, Yano is always a breath of fresh air. So I love watching his. And they're like mercifully short for because like yeah, usually the G one's great, but mm-hmm. it's like a three hour pay per view pretty much every day for like mm-hmm. a long time, which yeah. is great. But it can lead to just kind of getting bogged down. I really like Lance Archer's character work. I right. think that. He's one of, what, four guys who aren't Japanese in the tournament? Like, it's Lance Archer, Jeff Cobb, John Moxley, and Osprey. Yep. Everybody else is more or less homegrown. Right. So, uh, and Jay White, who's from New Zealand. But, yeah. And fi- what well, if you split hairs. But more to the point of, like, everybody who's going to be different, I think that Juice Robinson's going to show a lot more of his, like, edgy, yeah, violent... Yeah, Juice is going to be interesting this, this year. And if he starts to break bad, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think he joins, like, a bad guy group. It, right. It'd be fun and weird if he joined, like, Suzuki-goon at the end, yeah. but, um, he's gonna, his character arc's gonna be interesting, yeah. I think, uh, Hiroki Goto's got a lot to prove after losing to Jay White a few months ago, Yeah. so his, like, warrior's journey's gonna be fun. That's a good point. Is, Jay, is he in the same 
block is Jay White? Yes, he is. Okay, I think he's going to win that one then. Yeah. I don't know if I said that on the spreadsheet, but we'll see. I think he no. beats Jay White in the tournament. I don't think he is like no. a finalist. No, I think he like gets his gets his win back basically. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I think Jay's going to be a little bit more edgy, and he's in a good block. And I mean, I think that is definitely the trajectory they want because the last night of the tur- of the block matches, uh, B block is a lot more predictable than the A block, I think. Yep. Uh, because the last, like, batch of matches, you got J- uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Jay White, yep. which almost certainly is going to be the main event. I cannot imagine a situation where, like, one of them is, like, so down and can't be in the finals. Right. And then the next, like, most interesting thing is uh, Juice versus Moxley. Yep. And I, I don't see that as being also a finals thing. I just see that as being, like, fucking a fight. And like I think B block is so starkly different from A block in that it's way more character driven than yeah. it is like prestige driven. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the A guys you just expect to win a lot, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see who comes out in if there's going to be more draws, say. But like B block, um, there's backstories that carry over that New Japan will acknowledge from other companies between like Shingo and Moxley. Yep. They were they were in a stable in Dragon Gate. Right. Um, there's the existing. Uh, Lij alignment between Naito and Shingo. Yeah, they've never wrestled, so I, in my heart of hearts, have like them drawing in the tournament and then fighting each other in the finals mm. because Shingo at this point's only lost one singles match ever, yeah. and it's to Will Osprey as a junior. So I think that your big four in B Block is Naito, Shingo, um, White, and then kind of a wild card in my head. I have it as Moxley, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're yeah. going to go more with like Goto. Yeah. I think Goto's a good, a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then A Block, it's kind of a pick 'em, but you would expect like Tanahashi, Okada, Ibushi, mm-hmm. and then another wild card. Like, I think they're super hot on Osprey, so I think they go with him, but yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see who. Yeah. I think those top four are more or less set. Yeah. I think Osprey's <clears throat> the one who's like, eh, because I think he and Shingo are not going to do as well as you think. Okay. Because they're both uh, new to the tournament. They're both new to the tournament. They're both lightweights fighting against a bunch of heavyweights. Mm. And I think especially Shingo, that's going to be his, like... He's going to struggle more than he did in the Super Junior Tournament. That makes sense. But otherwise, yeah, I think, like... I mean, it's like uh, it's like the Royal Rumble. There's not a lot of ways they can go, because you're not going to have... I mean, in my heart, Tai Chi is going to <laughs> main event at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. they got to fill the dome twice. Yep. So, <laughs> this year. So... But I don't. He's obviously not going to do it. Yano's probably not. I mean, he beat Kenny Omega. Yep. Never got his title shot. I'm still. I'm personally upset about he's that. He's still owed. Yep. He still owed the title shot. He Bring should. Omega back. <laughs> Put the should. title back on him. As soon as he's but as soon as the title's on someone who's not in his um, his same uh, faction. Yeah. He should get that title shot. Can you imagine, like, in terms of just total, like, booking breaking, imagine Yano wins the G1, wins the title, and Omega comes back and says, You <laughs> never beat me! But he did beat him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> They're 1-1. That's true. In G1s, at least. That's, ah, that is true. Keaton, he don't attack me. Keaton. That's okay. Were you, like, bouncing your leg? I was, yeah. yeah. Keaton's a big Omega fan, so yeah, I should have seen that coming. But, yeah. Little man's here. Um, wow, look at you, buddy. <laughs> Little old man's being attacking. I don't believe Dennis. I don't believe that one victim. <laughs> Great, that is one victim. I do not believe. We're we're not <laughs> proponents of victim blaming on the show. Unless it happens to one of us. No, what? It's my cat versus you. Dog's gotta pick the cat. That's fair, Rick, buddy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Chair also has Keaton's power of attorney, so there, <laughs> there's no conflict of interest. I signed the papers and just because he asked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, it it's so interesting this year because like last year I told myself like I'm gonna catch a few of the G1 matches and especially like any ones that you would re- would have recommended or like the main event ones. Yeah. This year I really want to make it a point to watch as much as I can, just because I I really think that for the A block specifically there's gonna be interesting through lines with Evil. I mm-hmm. think that for it's again from Kazuna Road. He's showing dissension among Lij, which I'm glad one of them did. Yeah, because they've been on the losing end of a lot of shit for right. like two or three years now. It's a six-person group. There's four of them who are going to be heavyweights, and that means like Abushi's going to tag with everybody, which is fine. 
but it feels like one of them should want to break out more than like Naito or Shingo. Right. And I'm glad that it's evil. Um, I think Sonata is just kind of in the background, ready to break yeah. out whenever they feel like heating him up. Yeah, the, two, the things about Sonata are that one, his character and like the way they talk about him is like he's not that passionate. He's like super athletic, but he's not like he doesn't have that edge. Mm. Uh, but also, he doesn't have a full time contract with New Japan. Oh, I, which I just found out. Interesting. Which explains a lot. Yeah, because he's so over. He's more over than most of their faces. Yep. And uh, he just doesn't get to the, get the big picture, right, buddy? It's it's an interesting parallel to Ibushi because they yeah. they treated him similarly years ago in yeah. terms of just being a part timer. So totally. he was Tiger Mask W for a little bit. Yeah, and now that he's a full timer, he was and wasn't the IWGP Intercontinental Title yeah. holder, and now is in the G One and is one of the most likely to win it. Yeah. So who yeah, do you, who do you have in the finals? I uh, I had it down to two finals of either. Um, <clears throat> Abushi versus somebody like White. I don't feel like Naito would be the the lock. I don't know if they'd go back to that soon. Right. Um, or uh, Okada versus Naito, which yeah. like I really like the through line of Naito beats him in the G One. It's in Okada's head who's already the champion. Yeah. And it then feeds the storyline of is he going to be the first double champion of Naito being the IWGP Intercontinental and World Heavyweight Champion if he beats Okada. Mm-hmm. Um. There was an interesting point raised about, uh, for you and Patrick had said this, about Tanahashi, where mm-hmm. he's more than likely going to face Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. which makes a ton of sense in terms of like two really strong character-driven people colliding. Yeah, He could also make the finals, but if he does, then I feel like it's guaranteed for Naito to beat him. Yeah. Um, so I think the most likely people to win the G1 are either an, uh, Naito or Ibushi. I hope it's Ibushi. Yeah. I think... Uh... In my head, I got Tanahashi Naito in the finals mm. uh, because I I like the through line of Naito going through Tanahashi and then beating Okada at the Dome. Yeah, um, that's a good long term booking. Yeah, yeah, and they've been again Tana, uh, Naito and Okada have been kept apart for a while, but I mm. guess Okada's kind of been kept apart from a lot of the uh, other guys. Yeah, so we'll see. He might. Uh, I also think his reign is pretty young. Yeah, so he might like. I could also see him being the guy who wins the tournament and just chooses somebody. Um, they might do that. I can see that happening. I like, I feel like if it ever happens, uh, it's going to be with Okada. Right. They don't like to make him lose much. New Japan's such a well-controlled microcosm that the roster is like lean enough that they could do a move. They could choose a booking decision like that. Yeah. Not have it be frustrating because if the two of us were talking about that of just like Seth Rollins was going to compete in the G1, he's already champion, and then like, wins it again, or mm-hmm. the same with, like, a Lesnar, or anybody that they just push too heavily. Yeah. With Okada, I'm sitting here fine with it, because yeah. he's already the champion, but it does mean he chooses an opponent versus, like, weeks of wacky booking and will it won't he. Yeah. There's satisfying conclusions with consequences to winning things. What a concept. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, should be a really good G1. I think that's, like, one of the strongest fields they've had in a while. Yeah. And, I mean, they did a great job with the Super Juniors tournament. Yep. So... It's been a really good year for New Japan. It has. A little confusing, a little bit of a rebuilding year, but, like, you know, I mean, very good n- as usual. Now that the Elite have cleared out, I think that, rightfully, one of their concerns last year had been, when are these guys, are these guys going to stick around or not? And yeah. it seemed very clear they weren't. Right. So they didn't pay off things like the Bullet Club Civil War, they didn't really yeah. have Omega booked as champion, which was very strange. Right. And the Bucks and Cody wrestled who they wanted, which was also very weird. Yeah, they did a little bit of, like, just inserting themselves into yeah. whatever. And, like, yeah, you're right. Omega, it, his reign was just weird. Yeah. Because, like, he won it in, what it, it's, like, June-ish, May, June-ish for yeah. uh, Dominion, and then, like, the G1 happened, and he had a fantastic, like, series of matches. Yep. But it never felt like he had a series, a great series of matches. No, because he was never present. He never yeah. had to be. Right. I think that either, I'm of a couple minds that he either was doing like, out-the-door booking in terms of this is who I am, this is why I'm great, and you should follow me, whatever I do, and it happened to be AEW. Mm-hmm. Or they just couldn't come to terms in terms of, like, philosophically, him wanting to expand New Japan in a direction that he felt was the best for the company, yeah. and them just being like, nope, Japanese nationalism is way more important to us. I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, I'm guessing there was, like, they didn't want to pick a side between AEW and ROH yeah. when, like, AEW is, like, a big question mark. 
Yeah, um, I, which, <laughs> I know, right? In, in hindsight, in hindsight yeah. right? Because and like I was um, walking home from the train station today, and Ring of Honor on its Instagram was promoting a replay video of AJ Styles versus Paul London. Those guys don't work there. Oh, I know. And, yeah. like, I'm sure it's a good match, but it's just more of cherry-picking these, like, historically great matches, but it doesn't serve them. I don't want to watch more Ring of Honor now yeah. or buy more Ring of Honor things in the future by watching guys who don't work there. Yeah. Like, AJ's on Raw yelling at the club, <laughs> and Paul London is assumedly still in his bunny suit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's still chasing the white rabbit. Right, uh, which he found. <laughs> yeah. But which, he's still chasing him. Yeah, which he found, and it was... Was it Killer Cross who played? It, it was Killer Cross. Yeah. Yep. Lucha Underground Season 4. Yeah. I still haven't finished it. Nope. Maybe I'll finish it by the time this podcast, like, if the whole podcast is over. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I fucking paid, like, 30 or $40 That's to fair. get the iTunes season pass, and oh, then God. I just lost interest. $30-$40, objectively, is not a lot of money, but no. then you tie it to something as disappointing as Jack Swagger's your champion. Yeah. Uh, Bellator fighting Ace, who has boners, uh, is the man who beat everybody in the field. Yeah. Wow. I know. It's, uh, it's a tough watch. I feel like I only have, like, ten episodes to go. Yeah. But that's 400 minutes, roughly. That's fair. Um, so we'll see. One thing I'll tag on to what I loved this week in wrestling, Drake Maverick is the 24-7 oh, yes. champion. I know. Going into his wedding. I know. Yeah. This is the worst time to be a 24-7 champion. Because <laughs> he's got he's invited all these wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really great if they filmed something with that. Like yeah. I feel like he's got like a fun loving enough like mentality towards things. Yeah. Um and if you're a pro wrestler, your spouse has to be understanding of a certain amount of theatricality in your life. So yeah. yeah. And also the pictures on his Instagram with him and uh Braun Strowman and EC3 seem like a blast. Yep. Um, those oh. are two very big men with one very tiny man. It's true. Like us with Keaton. Yeah. Right, buddy? Here you go, buddy. No. I just, Keaton I love big man. the potential of so many people who could have busted out of his cake. Like, maybe it's <laughs> EC3. Maybe it's both members of Office of Pain. <laughs> the, the, uh, whoever's officiating the wedding just takes a mask off and it's our truth Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the 24 7 is turning out to be very fun, and I'm very glad. Yeah, I yeah. was optimistic about it when they introduced it, and I have, I am always right. That's why <laughs> <laughs> That's why Keaton listens to me, and that's why Tanahashi and Naito is going to be the finals in the G1. That's right. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'll delete this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Take that fence. <laughs> yeah, Jared has booking authority over Gato, or else we'll delete this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way you gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Right, Daryl? Daryl's right. <laughs> yeah. Too. Speaking of Daryl, like, my big hope is that at the end of the G1, or at some point during it, we get Time Bomb back to, like, taunt Osprey. Cause yeah. It, I don't know if there's a more logical number one contender for the junior title if Time Bomb's healthy than Time Bomb. Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like... I wonder... I guess they could do that if, like... During the night of the finals, there's, like, some kind of six-man or whatever Osprey winds up doing if he's not in the finals match. Right. And then, like, he hangs out in the ring afterwards and Time Bomb comes out and challenges him or winds up in a match at King of Pro Wrestling or one of the lesser pay-per-views as his return. We can see. But I'm Shows excited. him a crayon drawing. <laughs> I know. Keaton, yeah. did you know Will Ospreay's a cat? Because <laughs> Time Bomb thinks he is. Yeah. That's one of the great, lovely, like, organic things about wrestling is that Time Bomb just randomly started thinking Osprey was a cat. Yeah. To the point where Osprey started drawing whiskers on himself and yeah. wrestling like a cat. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's the magic of Hiroku Taka... Um, Hiromu. Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the best. Yep. He's the definitely the best New Japan character work guy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he was so good in the mix, uh, or the preview tags of two years ago's G1s, that I watched all of last year's, uh, in which were a lot less good because they didn't have him with Daryl yeah. um, wrestling things. It's what you need for anything that's going to involve like two or three or four man tag team matches, yeah. where like, four, two, three, four people on the team of you need character driven things, mm-hmm. and Lij is the best at it. And right. I feel like Chaos has tons of ingredients to make it really good. Suzuki Goon has a very specific prescribed formula of we cheat. And that's yes. what we do. So that if you're into that, that's what you get. Right. Um, Bullet Club has a, a still very weird dynamic for me, where right. like it's the Tongans and they don't even feel connected to the people who are still in the group. Yeah, I'm not. It's like it's weird because they are a group yeah. nominally, but it doesn't feel like group. It made a lot more sense 
when it was just the Tongans, when it yeah. was Fale and uh, Tom Tonga and Tongaloa, whatever. But then they added Jay White yeah. and Gato. Yep, and, they and like, Jado. Yeah. And Jado. Yeah. And they feel like two separate groups that are just kind of fused together, which is, I thought that Jay White being added to them made sense from a character standpoint, but it just doesn't make sense from a chemistry standpoint. It felt like adding Joffrey Baratheon to their house of just, like, he's young and he doesn't know how to lead, but he's doing it anyway. Yeah. Because he has a powerful enough backer. The right. booker of the company. Yes. But, yeah, it, 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 there's not a ton of them getting along, it seems. I like Robbie Eagles a lot, but he's yeah. almost never around. Right. Um, they kind of seem to be hinting that there was some... He was the one, the guys who was dissenting from Bullet Club, too. Which is fine, and El Phantasma is a great replace, replacement mm-hmm. who, like, I really like a lot... I, I'll be interested to see if he's part of like the mixed tag matches. I expect uh, Bone Soldier will be. Yes. Yeah. Little muscle man running around high speed, German suplex and other. <laughs> I'm gonna miss Jay White. Uh, his his interactions last year with um, with uh, Yo. Yeah. Because those were fun. Yeah. Those were the those were the one highlight with him, either trying to get Yo to cheat <laughs> or beating the shit out of Yo or leaving Yo to die and then using the distraction to get the win. Or beat up his opponent for the next night. Yeah. Like, those were fun. Those I mean, were the best, like, uh, character-driven things from last year's tags. I mean, he could do similar things with Robbie Eagles, where he beats him up for not cheating hard enough. True. Like, there's tons of fun things. That's this, true. And, same, and, like, not so much with Gato. Like, Gato would more just be, like, hands-on-hips disappointed. Yeah. But, yeah, anything that just kind of, like, expands the mythos of any of the teams that you don't normally see in one-on-one matches, sure. like... I want to know more about who the fuck is Ibushi. I still don't know. <laughs> and, like, I just want to know if any of the members of the team are also annoyed with them. <laughs> I cannot wait for Moxley and Umino. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that, like, I'm really looking forward to for the, the preview tags. Uh, I, I love an idea of an unhinged Moxley not understanding when Umino is supposed to be with him and just has him with him all the time. <laughs> yeah, just adopting one of the young boys, <laughs> yeah. young lions, as his own uh, personal young lion to tag with uh, drink with and drag around, much like how I drag Keaton around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love him to have like Umino with him, and then like he's across from Taichi. He's like, I don't want to do this, and like makes him like tries to make Umino wrestling for him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it also pretty much guarantees that he's not winning a single tag match for a month. Yeah, but he will probably win some things in the tournament. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I the G one's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. NXT's new episode this great. Oh god, a lot of good wrestling this week. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good wrestling. Not like nothing momentous, but a lot of good wrestling. I that's fine. It's the summertime. Yep. Where it's gonna be. It, it is late June right now, so like there's a lot of table setting, and yeah. the table looks good. Yes. Um, uh, NXT announced its breakout tournament. I saw that. Yeah. So like eight new faces in NXT, which is consistently the best part of WWE yeah. right now. Yeah, old faces with new names. Yep. That is <laughs> Swerve, baby. Yeah. Kill shot. I know. He's he's keeping his nickname, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, now that we're transitioned to WWE, you want to talk about this Sunday, Stomping Grounds? I will if I have to. All right. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it. I will... I, I'm i looking forward... I'm looking forward to it. We talked about it a little bit. I'm looking forward to it more than you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the matches up here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, how are you feeling about this pay-per-view overall? I made a list of video games I would rather play than watch matches. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm looking forward to more than half of the matches, but just barely, five out of four. Yeah, uh, that. I mean, that's this. That's the strange thing about living in times where we have so much wrestling. We can be as choosy as I'm choosing to be. Yeah. But I mean, we talked about it a little bit before the episode started. There's only two matches really that aren't rematches. Yeah. And those. Well, there's like five of them that aren't rematches. Those are the ones I'm looking forward to. Um. Yes, and no, like in terms of like recent rematches from like as soon as WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, yeah, there well, there are fresher matchups. It just is. It's one of those things where like we're entering a pay per view with both world title matches have no consequence, have no like danger really of the championship changing yeah. hands. There's the possibility that Brock Lesnar cashes in, yeah. but I really don't want him as world champion again. Yeah. It was bad, and it was a lot of, like, shaky booking after already having everything shooken up by the Saudi show. Right. So I would like a little bit of just, like, stability and payoff to things that should just stop. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, that's the one title I think could change, but I don't think it's going to happen until SummerSlam. Yeah. If then. Um, it might as well when there's more eyes on it, because yeah. if you're going to have Brock Lesnar cash in when... Like it seems like less than half their audience is going to be actually watching. Yeah, don't do it then. Right. I I think there's still a chance though because 
uh, it does seem like such a a pay-per-view where nothing can happen. Yeah. Sometimes they just throw a swerve in there. And it's... What? Is there a pay-per-view? There definitely is one in July, right? Between Stomping Grounds and SummerSlam, right? I think it's either going to be their version of, like, Great Balls of Fire or Vengeance or... Yeah, so it's, like, not a gimmick pay-per-view, though. Yeah. I don't don't think they're doing Night of Champions anymore. It might be, like, The Bash or the Great American Bash. I wonder Um, if there's a... Oh, it's Extreme Rules. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Oh, fuck. That probably means that we're going to get more rematches because they usually... The Extreme Rules is just the same as the last pay-per-view with, you know, some weapons thrown in. Right. Some props. It, yeah, um, it, we've talked a lot about this, about, like, live attendance is, they're not selling tickets well. They might give, they, and for you and I who've gone to shows a lot, Mm -hmm. it's good if you buy, like, cheap tickets and you can just get, like, free upgrades. So anybody who's bought a ticket, you're probably going to benefit pretty well. Yeah. But I just, uh, I wish that the Saudi show hadn't happened for a lot of reasons, but if for no other reason than, like, there's so many storylines that just don't have a lot of heat behind them. Yeah. Um, the ones that I'm most excited for are all character-driven, and the Raw SmackDown shows usually don't invest a lot in character depth. Yeah. So the ones that do, I'm hyped. The ones that don't, I really hope the matches are good. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking a lot of these matches are going to be good. Mm. I'm, you know, four hours for uh, nine matches, not bad. I think yeah. they, they could space them out. There's a lot of interesting things you want to just go through. Uh, and we'll talk about what video game you'd rather play. Yes. Uh, Can we go bottom to top? Bottom to top. Okay. Yes. We'll start with Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery, uh, Otis and Tucker. Yeah. Um, you name the game. Um, so, for this match, I... Let's see. I have... Yeah. In honor of Daniel Bryan being uh, the Planets Champion... And by extension, being uh, world tag team champions for the planet, mm-hmm. uh, I would rather play Katamari Reroll because it's upcycling Katamari levels. Yes, yeah. But I, if I had my choice of booking, they would switch the titles, yeah. and Heavy Machinery would be the SmackDown champions, and <laughs> Brian and Rowan would be the YOLO champions. Mm, yeah, that would make sense with the cardboard titles. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I haven't seen. Uh, first off, we've never seen the uh, Heavy Machinery. In like a more, like a, a bigger match. No. So that's gonna be interesting on its own. Those guys can work. Yep. And Daniel Bryan's gonna keep things together. I think he's gonna carry the psychology of the match and call it for the most part. He totally is. And Otis Dozovich has so much charisma that it's frustrating to watch him and Tucker be on screen and not do anything comedic. Because, yeah. like, the version of WWE comedy is just to turn both of them into catchphrases in gesticulate wildly yeah but there's not really a reason to it right so I think I agree I think the match is going to be great and I think that the more that they get the chance they give a chance to like Brian and Dozovich to wrestle it's going to be amazing yeah Uh, let's see they also got the cruiserweight match Uh, Tony Nese versus Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak yeah Um, I versus all of them it's a triple threat not a handicap yeah Tony Nese is champion um good for him. I, I'm liking Drew Gulak more and more every, the more I see him on NXT fighting Kushida or anybody. Yeah. Um, I'd like him to win. I think Tony Nese takes it, but right. um, I've had... I uh, heard this game described as uh, confetti diarrhea, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's con- similar to like a spot fest cruiserweight match, so Dead Cells is the game that I would okay. play. Okay. I yeah. think it's going to be fun manic action. Yes, I am excited for that one. Uh... I am looking forward to it because obviously I'm the, the the one person who watches 205 Live. Uh, thank you WWE for doing it for me. Um, <laughs> you and Chad Gable watch it. Yes, yeah, so much that he's in it now. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows who's the next uh, GM? That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, Jer Maverick. <laughs> I got suits. I got ties. It means he got married to Drake. Yeah. Yay! Mike Rover will be mad, but you know what? You gotta make sacrifices. Um, <laughs> to be the general manager of a show that you watch, yes. Yeah. Cheers, priorities. Yeah. Very good. Uh, you can give me my side chick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is starting to complicate things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I kind of hope that Gulak takes it, but I also know that WWE likes to do those like multi-man matches where like the champion winds up coming out yeah. anyway. Um, 
I mean, it's a great balance of submission wrestling with Gulak and high-speed physicality with Nice and all the acrobatics you could want, plus, like, strongman German suplexes from Tozawa. Yes. Um, then we also have a, a random tag match between the New Day, uh, Big E and Xavier Woods version, versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Thank you for phrasing it that way, because I didn't know this match was happening until I looked it up today. Yeah. Which it, was, it was booked on Raw, I believe. Okay. Or maybe SmackDown. It, it, it was this week. It's difficult to keep track, yeah. and I feel like the reason why it is is because there wasn't really any storyline re- reason given to this other than New Day really likes Kofi, yeah. which, great, that like you always love Kofi, and I love that continuity. Mm. But Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn keep losing to everybody. Right. So they just happen to be losing to New Day recently, but it's difficult to really root for the characters, the match is going to be good. Yes. Big E's great, Kevin Owens is great, Sami Zayn's great, Xavier Woods, when he's given an opportunity to, can do a ton of stuff. Yep. I would rather watch, or be playing, uh, Super Mario Odyssey for different fun tag team action. <laughs> oh, God. That is the worst co-op. Hats! <laughs> like, I love playing it with Alyssa, but it was not... <laughs> it was not the best. Mostly because I was able to do everything myself. Yeah. And, like, I feel like a lot of Nintendo's uh, co-op games are kind of... Shoehorned uh, in. Yeah, they're shoehorned in and kind of uh, targeted towards, like, a parent and a child. Right. Um, which, you know, it's still fun, but if you got two adults, but it's still a little bit, like, limiting. My girlfriend loves flying around the screen as the hat, doing yeah. whatever she wants. Yes. It's very cool. fun. Yeah. I mean, Alyssa does the same thing. But yeah. I kind of wish that, like, <laughs> half the time I'm just like, hey... Hey, can you come here so that I can go to the next area? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah, also not good at video games, or Sarah is good. Is um, good. We're playing through Hollow Knight together. Okay. And um, also getting better at Odyssey because, like, we switch off who's Mario and who's the hat. Um, okay. Um, very good. Nice. nice yeah. Nice. Um, I just got the new Kirby game. I can't wait to play that with Alyssa. Mm. Um, Kirby is great. Yes. Thank you, Nintendo, for entertaining me when the WWE will not. He eats everything like Keaton. Right, buddy? Yeah. Uh, so, also we have the United States Championship match between Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. That's the one I'm most excited yeah. for. Yeah. Because if they give them an opportunity to, to get like 8 to 15 minutes in, yeah. or who knows, maybe they give it like a takeover length of 20 minutes. Yeah, and I think 15 and 20 is like the sweet spot. Yes. Guys. And uh, with Extreme Rules coming, this is the type of match you would want kind of a fuck finish for you don't want one but okay. you'd want them to fight again with more stipulations right you want some kind of like some stip- like Samojo has his elbow up or, so, or his shoulder up what, during the pin or something like yeah. that yeah which I mean they just did money in the bank but I'd want something similar to like a high elevation thing yeah so that like Ricochet can show off more acrobatics but I think this match just on paper screams amazingness right. and I think the two of them together are gonna do some really fun things yes definitely I would like to play uh, WWE 2K19 uh, in the background of this to have more dream matches. <laughs> yes, I am a uh, fucking fire pro wrestling guy. Yep, that is my my dream match thing of choice. I've heard that they might be adding stardom to it, which nice. would be oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's um, thirty dollar DLC that I would buy. Yeah. Um, instead of waiting for everything to go on sale like it did before, uh, we got the WWE Championship match, which kind of surprisingly is close to the middle of this uh, list on Wikipedia, but yeah. it doesn't make sense. Because it's Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. Yep. Again. In a cage, though. Yeah. Uh, fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> fucking door that WWE has on their goddamn cages where the ref has to open the door. Right. And then Dolph Ziggler has to like go on his hands and knees and pretend that his legs don't work. And then uh, Kofi beats him to it and shuts the door in his face. Dolph Ziggler would tell you that his legs don't work better than anyone else's <laughs> legs don't work in the world. He's the best at his legs don't work. My legs haven't been working for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> best legs that don't work. But yeah, um, I mean, just in saying the match title and then the, the pregnant pause, that has been just like the sentiment around Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Kofi Kingston, Revelation World Heavyweight Champion, can't make me care about this because it's just like I don't want to see Dolph win. Yeah, it would be deflating if Dolph won. And like for all the th- all the hypothetical booking situations where Kofi Kingston loses and it feels like it's unfair to him, yeah, this would be one of the most unfair of just like all the positive momentum and goodwill gone because why? Yeah, Dolph's not a guy that I when he was challenging during the Saudi Arabia show, it was like all right, one, but like this feud going for more than that month, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, a little bit. 
So I legitimately would rather be playing uh, Hyrule Champions because it is Zelda and Dynasty Warriors mechanics in endless loops and variations like this fucking matchup. <laughs> there, there's a playlist of 22 matches between them on uh, their YouTube channel. Oh my god! It's which, all their matches. Like, and, and it shouldn't ever be phrased that way as like an indictment on the match quality, because, and that's not what you're saying, but yeah. it's just an indictment on the fucking booking of yeah. like... It's insane that it's taken this long for Kofi Kingston to be world champion, and Dolph Ziggler's had, like, multiple false starts as world heavyweight champion. I don't care about him anymore. I want him to be happy, (laughs) but just not in wrestling. Just go away. Yeah. Um, More comedy clubs. Book him to do things, please. Um, (laughs) Please. Yeah. For Um, the love of this podcast. I'll work with him. I don't care. Um... (laughs) It's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we got the Universal title match, which is Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin with TBD as a special guest referee. I believe that is the Daniel Bryan. Uh, <laughs> they, have, they have not announced the special guest referee for this match. Right. Um, it's presumably someone who's going to make it very hard for Seth Rollins to win. It w- that would make the most sense, because like this Raw was great in terms of Seth Rollins put a stop to stupid choices, yeah, and even choices that mildly would have sort of made sense, like Eric Young beating the shit out of him. Right. Which, yeah, that that's the purpose of a special referee match, is it should be harder for one guy. It's boring when they call it down the middle. Yeah. Um... Part of me is so, like, almost like Stockholm Syndrome in love with Baron Corbin because yeah. of how much he's around that I want him to win now. <laughs> because people are so mad at him just from looking at him. I'm just like, sure. And I hope he starts having to, like, bust trays when he's on his way to the ring. <laughs> oh, and, like, he has wear... a platter and then he opens it and the Universal title's in there. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, <laughs> Baltimore's favorite son and TJ Friday's top performer... <laughs> Baron Corbin. Um, I would rather be playing the Muscle Hustle because there's different characters in the Muscle Hustle. <laughs> Baron Corbin's not in it. Oh, poor guy. He should be. <laughs> DLC. I think like my worry about this match. I like that the the booking this week where Seth Rollins beat up anybody who even came close to being the guest referee. Yep. I worry that that's gonna like bite him in the ass and like he's the whoever. Like, I don't know, Kevin Owens or somebody's going to come out and beat him up right. and cost him the title. Yeah. But it would be pretty funny if Baron Corbin won the title and then Brock Lesnar just squashed him because Brock, <laughs> Corbin's a, a jobber. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, that's the thing is that, like, we're both bandying about ideas to make the title more entertaining. And yeah. if the, the reverse should be true. It should be, like, the title is important, mm-hmm. so how would the match be the most exciting? We're already talking about how do we make the ending more agreeable to each other yeah. or to ourselves, which, like... Jesus Christ, I want to care about these titles, but they make it so hard. I I mean, I think this is one of those feuds where, like, the end of the match is all that matters. So yeah. That's what I mean. Otherwise, I think Barry Corbin's a good wrestler. Yeah. But, like, the this way they book too, yeah. him, it's going to be, like, the last... Whatever happens in that last minute is the most important thing to take away. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of why I hope that a lot of the undercard gets a lot of, like, 15, 20 minutes to, to play around and then, like... Something like Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin gets, you know, 10. Yeah. Just because, just do the story thing that you have planned and get out of there. Just like how I feel about Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Yeah. Which is the next match on this list. Um, I'd rather watch, I'd rather play Mortal Kombat 11 because I want Becky to rip Lacey Evans' arm off and beat her with it. <laughs> and you can do that in Mortal Kombat. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I told you today and other people, I got. Legit- I got so mad I started yelling at my TV today mm-hmm. because there's a Stomping Grounds promo where Lacey Evans, it's not her fault because they're asking her to do main roster things that don't make sense in any context. Yeah. Like, she read the lyrics to Nancy Sinatra's uh, These Boots Are Made For Walking in her weird Southern Belle accent that isn't fully fleshed out. Like, it's yeah. not committed, so she's not super from the South. Right. But it's also not really, like, campy and fun, like, Matt Hardy's Woken character. Yeah. So it just sucks. It just sucks. It distracts from everything that you're showing in terms of, like, the flashing images. And then it does the stupid WWE thing that's been doing since 2002 of the last shot is on her and just, like, moving weirdly to emphasize certain words that don't add fucking Mm. anything. Yeah. So, like, I just, I want Becky to finish strongly over her and move on. Lacey Evans needs, like, time to develop more. Too much of her, too soon. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, just one thing, because you mentioned it, and I decided to look it up. She is from the South. 
Um, yeah, but and and that's true. Um, like that, I I don't call that into question. It's just yeah. like it was never important until right. they started giving her like the woman's right in NXT. Mm. And, like, she was in one or two Mayon Classics. Definitely one. Yes. And yeah. it just was never important that she was from the South. It was important that she was a Marine. Right. I think that, I'm just saying that, like, I think her accent is her accent. Like, I think that Ugh. is how she talks. Um, like, I don't think, like, the acting is how she talks, but, like, the yeah. accent, how she pronounces things. Um, I, she doesn't sound like she's from anywhere. It's like, yeah. what's her, like, um, Ariana Grande on Nickelodeon shows. I'm just like, why are you from space? Why right. are you just not a teenage girl? Yeah. Well, I think, like, a lot of people straight from XC have trouble, like, acting natural yeah. at first. Which, in, like, a year, like, I, yeah. it, it probably won't even matter. Like, right. she'll probably have found a different groove and it won't even be a talking yeah. point, but for now, it doesn't want to be, it makes me want to not watch the show. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's killing Becky. Right. Because she is far and away a much better character. Yep. Um, and now she's getting into that Bailey, what is her character kind of uh, space. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. We'll get there. Um, because the next match listed is Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for nothing. Uh, this is a match that you're like, you see that and you're like, oh, they're going to do something with Extreme Rules yeah. this month. Um, I would rather play Hollow Knight because if I'm going to be this confused and look for meaning, I want to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I have been playing Hollow Knight a lot, partially because you mentioned it. I've been playing it for like, I've, uh, I've logged 11 hours in it so far. Yeah. Um, it's which, good and yeah. it's rewarding. The mysteries, like, make you want to learn more, and they don't give away any of what's going to happen next. No. Like, it's been broken down a number of times by me, you, and other people. Just, like, Roman Reigns beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Then he lost to Shane McMahon for reasons, and now Roman Reigns is fighting Drew McIntyre again. Right. I, uh, I, it's amazing that in, it's June now. He came back in October. In nine months, they took all of the goodwill of him in real life beating cancer Mm -hmm. and made people want to boo him more again. Right. Ah! Yeah. I mean, I've been a fan of Roman even before, like, he had cancer and everything. Right. Uh, but even then, I'm like, I want McIntyre to win this match. Yeah. I feel like he's such a slam dunk of a wrestler. He needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he should be... He should be Seth Rollins. The only reason he shouldn't be Seth Rollins' number one contender is because they look kind of the same. Right. Um, <laughs> One's taller, yeah. Yeah. One, uh, just the, the Pokemon Evolution version of <laughs> each other. Right. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I want McIntyre to be, like, built up. Holy shit, Braun Strowman's not in this card. Yep, I was thinking about that during Raw in the last pay-per-view of just, like, they've made people care so hard about the the absence of people. Like, they've... Cesaro, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman are not in this card. Right. Why? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Lashley is also... Um, yeah, Robert Roode's reinvention went nowhere. Yep. Um, There's so many things that they, they've they given time and attention to. Like, they made it a point on Monday to have Bobby Lashley and Cesaro eliminate Strowman from the U.S. title thing. Like, it's not a ton of build, but I would much rather watch a triple threat between the three of them versus the majority of the uh, matches on this card, which yeah. is not fair to those matches. Yeah, but it is good for the gaming community. It is! <laughs> Go Hollow Knight! Yes. Uh, let's see, and then the last match they have listed here... Uh, I, I'm sure they'll add something, like, tomorrow, uh, you know, for the pre-show or whatever. Yep. But the last match we have, as of June, June 20th, 2019, yep. uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm so excited for this match, I didn't pick a game. Yeah. I, I nice. would go out of my way to watch this because uh, Bailey's my irrational favorite of everything. Yep. And in terms of everything I've mentioned today in every other episode of character development and through mm-hmm. lines... Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are an adorable friendship. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity to make this more interesting. But, uh, Extreme Rules is next month, so they'll more than likely do a rematch or some incarnation of this, maybe a three-way. Do the kendo stick on a pole match again. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the match that officially killed Bailey on yeah. the main roster. Yeah. But, like, Bailey is back on top, mm-hmm. finally. With, like, momentum behind her after being the Money in the Bank winner and then a champion on the same night and actually looking strong in matches as a champion, which is hard sometimes for the WWE to present for whatever reason. Alexa Bliss has found a weird friend, Insane Nikki Cross, yep. which you have to wonder if Insane Nikki Cross is, is just right around the corner. Right. And if so, like, how does she, like, show her true colors? Right. Alexa Bliss is fine on her own anyway. If they book this match, I, I, I happily described this to you earlier, like, the fans win no matter who wins this. Mm-hmm. Like, Alexa Bliss's champion is always great. Yeah. Her beating people is always great. Bailey beating people is always great. Yeah. Nikki Cross is the wild card. 
I don't know for sure who's going to win this match. Right. But my full attention's on it, and it's the only match on the card I can say that. Mm, yeah. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how Alexa does in a, like, longer match, because she, she's been, uh, more or less out of action for, like, a year-ish. Yeah, concussion stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Concussions, other injuries. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. Um, but it should be good. I am uh, interested in seeing how her relationship with Nikki Cross goes. Yeah. Because they are delightful together, and I hope yeah. they never, like, break up, but they will. Right. Um, that's just how wrestling works. So much of the momentum of this match, like, I really wish WWE did a better job of not weirdly ruminating on certain parts of their social media and yeah. not others, because Nikki Cross's Instagram has been filled with fan art of yeah. her and Alexa Bliss drinking coffee and being buddies. Yes. And that part of it has made me invest in them more, because I want to see them interact more. Right. Um, this is the version of WWE where you have pro wrestlers who aren't actresses, but they can deliver lines convincingly enough and clearly have some kind of on-screen chemistry that if you just let them talk like people, yeah. I want to see more. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the two of them and for Bailey, and I think the match is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win? If I had to pick, I think it's Bailey because yeah. I think that they, unless they have a legitimate like next contender for Alexa, I think that they're just going to do Alexa and Bailey again or a three-way and for Extreme Rules. Yeah. Um. That's just how they've been booking champions kind of lately. Um, and, oh my god, uh, the Iconics are not on this. Yeah, because um, they're going to save that for the Japan tour. Right, which I thought, and there was a, yeah, there was a SmackDown promo, they're going to fight first, and then when, are they going to fight first in Tokyo? Yeah. But the titles aren't on the line, or are they no, on the, the line? I think the titles are going to be on the okay. line in Tokyo yeah. during like a house show or whatever they do. Okay, because that wasn't clear to me in the promo of like if the titles were on or not, but yeah. like... I was hoping there was going to be, like, a New Japan booking of, like, the Iconics lose first because that qualifies the contenders for the titles. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have enough tag teams to no. do that. Which is why I brought up Fire and Desire to you today of just, yeah. like, just trying to remind myself that there's more than one team. Yep. Yeah. I know. I think there, there are way more heel teams uh, in the women's division than there are face teams. Right. Like, Alexa and Nikki Cross is kind of skirting the line, but they're yep. mostly heels, essentially. I would like to see, like, Naomi and Liv Morgan. Um, just because yeah. Liv Morgan's not doing a thing. Yeah. And neither's Naomi. Right. So. Their roster's too big. Yep. Um, 210 people under contract, five shows. Six shows, sorry. Because, and I'm not even thinking about, like, main event, but it's yeah. Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, and, uh, did I say 205 Live? You did. I did. So it's five. five. Yeah. That's still um, a lot. Yeah. You can't put 210 people, yeah, I don't want them to. No. Put that many people in front of me every week, but... Yeah, there's not enough time for everybody. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's... So, we'll see. Um, yeah, they are trying to kind of push this Japan tour a little bit. Weirdly, no Shinsuke so far. I mean, he's... <laughs> I'm sure he's booked there. Right. But, like, he's not been on TV, whereas oh, the God. club and AJ Styles are interacting. Right. Because they're going to team up with Triple H. Yep. You know, the Bullet Club member, Triple H. Um, Instead versus, of Finn Balor. Yeah, versus random batch of heels. Oh my god. <laughs> Which will probably be the B team, the natural enemies of the Bullet Club, because there's bees I think in it's Bullet like, Club. I think it's like Corbin Lashley, probably McIntyre, and some other random... I mean, at least they're high-profile heels, but yeah. just like, of all, we just made the point there's not enough time. Andrade, nowhere to be found. I know. Aleister Black's still in a room somewhere. Ali, yeah. Uh, Finn Balor's the Intercontinental Champion, just kind of chilling. Yeah, that's true. I was trying to remember who's the Intercontinental Champion right now. Right. Finn has not really been on. He's still been in it once. Yeah. Not really been on TV since then. It's this strange, strange ongoing parallel of you know everyone who's champion in NXT. It's yeah. the Street Profits, Velveteen, and Adam Cole, yep. and Shayna Baszler. Mm -hmm. You have to struggle to remember who the main roster champions are. I can easily tell you Drake Maverick. Yeah. I cannot tell you Finn Balor easily. I, I, for, I thought Rey Mysterio was still champion for a little while. Yep. Um, I still so, want yeah. Dominic to be his dad on camera. I want them to figure out how. Yeah. All right. I think we should wrap it up there. I think that is uh, however much we're looking forward to stopping around, which I'm watching. To their credit, I'm watching, even though I can't be on the Geek Down um, that weekend. So, yep. you know what? Good for them. Uh, I, I'll put my thoughts up on this podcast. And when, when we meet again... Uh, next Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll actually be playing uh, Mortal Kombat 11 on Sunday because I have a, a plan to do mm. that. And I'm not going to break that plan to watch a show I'm not super excited for. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I I think that Stomping Grounds is absolutely a B pay per view. I think that next month is going to be more exciting when they have more opportunity to build storylines to more important things. Yeah. And I think everything should build to more exciting stuff for SummerSlam. Yep. G one's going to be good no matter what. Yes, that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it um, because it's weird because uh, this weekend the new Child's Play movie is coming out and I'm a hardcore Child's Play fan, Ooh. but. I'm not looking forward to this movie, but the reviews have been pretty good. Yep. So I'm like, I'm weirdly, the scales are balancing weird, and now it's like I'm looking forward to that more than Stomping Ground, when it was the opposite this morning. Right. In terms of just, like, pop culture mashups with Child's Play coming back, yep. you got the new Harry Potter virtual reality game dropping today. You yep. can play that during the movie. Yes. Well, you gotta be outside, kind of, to play it. True. Because it's like Pokemon Go. But it, it does seem more amenable than Pokemon Go to sitting around. I played it in the office a little bit. Today when I could sneak it in. Mm-hmm. All right. What's more magical, a possessed doll or Harry Potter? Mm, do you know Keaton? No, you uh. don't know. You're gonna find out because you're Detective Fuzzy. He's your Patronum. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Keaton, you got anything to say? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, this has been the Wrestle Down. You can find me at twittercom swingdingling, uh, Instagram Mr. Underscore swingdingling, at Sensei Danny B. Or dbruno42 on the Instagram. Yeah, and Keaton Fuzzy on Instagram. One word, uh, one word, many pictures. Uh, have a good night. Have a good... Stop that grape. <laughs> <laughs>